and welcome to your place for all things weird, interesting, mystical, and otherworldly. Today we're going to be talking about some mythical beasts from Christmas. Mm -hmm. Because nothing says Christmas like monsters that eat children in the night. (laughs) Here, tell me about some of those those stories, man. I'm scared. (laughs) We'll see how you feel when I'm done. I'm Tanya. And I'm Chris. Welcome to the Triangulum. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, welcome back, everyone. Tis the Christmas season, yes? Yep, the week before Christmas. And we have decorated. Not really, we just brought shit from downstairs to the upstairs. (laughs) I like that. I know. Crystal ball. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, I like that thing. Plays a little song too. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's actually called a snow globe, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's how much I know. Yeah, I like it. Well, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. How long is it going to do that? Just for a minute or so. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm just asking. Yeah. I'm just asking. And we got a Shrentimikoa here. Nobody knows what that means. Santa Claus. In what? That's what Shrentimikoa in Polish. Is what? Santa Claus. Oh, okay. St. Nick. Oh, St. Nick. See? Yeah. There. Okay. St. Nicholas. Yeah, so we went on, I'm wearing my my red jacket because yeah. it's Christmassy. Russian? It's not really. But it looks like it could be. I like the color. Yeah. So, anyway. Nice jacket. Um, Basically, in researching this story, or these stories, I was hoping to find something that was a little bit more um, dark. <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because everybody does the same old, same old, and I wanted to do something a little bit different. Yeah. So I found that um, kidnapping and maiming and eating children was a hot topic <laughs> back, back in the day. Yeah, the, Euro, the, the Euros, they really like Yes, this. <laughs> yes. In the folklore of the... The Alps, let's call it. <clears throat> and uh, in the spirit of Christmas, I want to kind of go over two, no, sorry, three of those, uh, what do you call them, I guess? Like tales. Myths. Folk tales. Yeah, yeah. folk tales, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of them being, yeah, I'm going to try this word. I even looked these up and practiced, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that I'm doing it right now. <laughs> but I did try and practice. So one of them is the Yolokotorin, I think I'm saying that right, or Yule Cat. Okay. The other one is Frau Perchta. Frau. Mm-hmm. And of course Krampus. Krampus. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we got we got a creature, a male creature, and a female, a female creature. creature. Yeah. yeah. Covering all my bases. Yeah. So how about we start with the fearsome beast, the Yolokotorin. Yolakotaren. Yeah, see, I think you did it better than I did. Um, So, the Yule Cat is a Icelandic folklore story. Mm -hmm. Um, It involves basically a giant menacing cat. Which is cool. Mm -hmm. I like cats. Giant menacing ones are probably entertaining. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so awesome. I, so I thought this would be a cool story. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Yule Cat is the pet of Grilla, who was a giantist. Giantist. <laughs> like it was a scientist. <laughs> giantist. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a giantist, you're a giant scientist. Exactly. 
No, you're not. I'm lying. Giantess. That's what I meant. Um, and she basically, at, the t- at Christmas time, she would go around and beg parents to give their disobedient children to her and the, uh, her kids, the Yule Lads. She had kids called the Yule Lads. And they were basically like trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pranksters. Yeah. They would just go around. And, Imps and yeah, whatever. Yeah, they basically go around fucking up things. Creating mischief. Now, however, if you were good, they might leave you some gifts. Like in your, I, I think you were supposed to leave a shoe or something like that on a windowsill, and if you were good, they would leave you like little, little gifts in your shoe. Mm. But if you were a shit kid, they would leave you a potato, <laughs> a rotten potato. Yeah, yeah, not even a good not potato. Not even a good potato. <laughs> not even a potato you could do anything with. But just a sh- rotten. Yeah, a shitty potato <laughs> for your shit behavior. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, the story, the story of Grilla has been around since the 13th century. So it is believed that the story of the Yule Cat is also an ancient one. However, written accounts of the Yule Cat didn't first appear until around the 19th century. So there's really no kind of proof that Yule Kotorin is as old as they are. Perhaps it's just a add-on to the Grilla stories. Maybe Grilla came first, and then they were like, let's give her kids that are awful. Yeah. And then the Yule Cat... Uh, lads came, and then they were like, well, you know what? All these awful people need a pet. Let's give them an awful pet. Yeah. And then the Yule Cat came. I don't know that for sure, but the first written occurrence of the Yule Cat is, I think, in the 19th century. So as it goes, it's in the Middle Ages, or it begins in the Middle Ages, and Iceland at that time started exporting wool, which became vital to the Icelandic economy, as well as being vital to surviving, of course, a harsh winter. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas gifts were sparse. It's the Middle Ages. Yeah. You know, they're not getting iPads. So. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But <laughs> the Christmas gifts that they did get usually consisted of a piece of clothing. So let's say, like, I don't know, a hat, a scarf, yeah. socks, socks mittens, pants. Yeah. Something, something of something. that nature. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you got a gift of clothing, it was pretty much only because everyone who was a part of your household worked diligently in the annual production of wool. So during this time, wool-related work was the responsibility of your entire household. So everybody worked on it. Mm-hmm. And the Yule Cat story is essentially the motivator. For so, the kids, anyway. <laughs> well, even some, some adults. So you never know, right? Yeah. So the idea <laughs> is that the Yule Cat was to scare children and even adults... <laughs> into finishing their wool work in time for Christmas and for the long winter. Right. It also suggests that the Yule Cat or the Yola Koturin was the enforcer of good behavior. Mm. Children who finished their chores would receive new clothes for Christmas, right? right? You finished your wool work, you get new clothes. Yeah. Lazy children who didn't complete their chores would have to face the Yule Cat. And the Yule Cat <laughs> would eat the dinner of those who didn't receive new clothes. And then he would eat them. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know. Just... So uh, the Yule cat is not like a regular cat, yeah. right? It's not like Eli or Lucas here. Is, is he like a giant? He's a giant cat. Mm-hmm. He's a big cat. He, he is said to tower above the tallest houses. Okay. Yeah, so he's a big eyes, Yeah, eyes glowing and capable of killing a man on sight, whiskers as sharp as daggers, Hmm. and claws always at the ready. Prowling about a snowy Iceland on Christmas Eve, peering into the windows of houses, looking to see who has received new clothes and who hasn't. 
Okay. So imagine that for a moment. It's yeah. snowing like crazy. Yeah. You're living in your house, your old timey house, because it's middle ages. Yeah. Probably just got some candles lit. And then you happen to glance out the window, and there's a giant ass cat looking in your window. <laughs> Peering in. Yeah. Checking to see if you got socks. Yeah, new socks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let's 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 ask the question why a giant cat? Yeah. Well, cats have always been more prevalent in Iceland than dogs. Yeah. In fact, in 1924, dogs were banned in Iceland in an attempt to stop the spread across Iceland of a tapeworm that passes from dogs to humans. And even now, you have to get a special permit to own a dog. Hmm. Then we can look into Norse mythology. Right. where we see that the goddess Freya rode in a chariot pulled by two male cats, of which are said to be descendant of Nor- not sorry Norwegian forest cats. So be Norwegian forest cats, and today's Norwegian forest cats are said to be descendant of those, those chariot-pulling cats. Yeah, beautiful cats. We had a Norwegian. Mm-hmm, Zach. He's beautiful, yeah, Zach. Yeah. He's an he's awesome a, cat. He's a big boy. He could yeah. pull a chariot. Yeah, he's nice, mm-hmm. nice and thick, man. Thick yeah. hair. Oh, yeah. Fur made for outside. Yeah, just winter, One, no problem. 100%. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the Yule cat was the Yule cat because the believability of there being a Yule dog or a Yule wolf was not likely. I mean, there is a Yule goat, but that yeah. doesn't sound very scary. Yule wolf would have been... Yeah, but they don't have dogs on the island, so you're going to yeah. go with a cat, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I figure a giant cat, sure, that makes sense. You don't really have dogs on the island, right? You don't really keep dogs as pets. Cats are a little bit more prevalent. Yeah. And Freya, if they're believing in Norse mythology, Freya's cats were supposed to be bigger than regular domesticated cat. So perhaps they could have been like an offshoot of the chariot pulling cats. Yeah. Right? As the Jola Kotorin traditional story evolved, it began to incorporate new dynamics, one being that you could be spared a teethy death at the claws of the Yule Cat if you gave someone else new clothes for Christmas. Hmm. So you could get out of it. If you didn't get new clothes, but you gave somebody new clothes, you could get out of getting eaten. Such the tradition of giving. Well... It obviously helped to get people into the spirit of giving, especially to those who had less, Yeah. right? Yeah. And as I was looking into this folklore, I got to thinking about the tradition of people opening a gift on Christmas Eve and that gift being pajamas. Now, that's a thing that I see a lot more in the West. Well, you know, Christmas Eve opening gifts, it's funny because in my growing up, which... Polish background, mm-hmm. we always opened our gifts on Christmas Eve. Oh, really? Yeah. We didn't open them on, on Christmas Day. It was Christmas Eve night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, in my family, we didn't do that. Yeah. No. There was yeah, really kind of... Christmas kinda Eve night, I don't know why. Not much of a tradition, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had this special dinner, you know, for Christmas Eve, and mm-hmm. and it wasn't like turkey, and everything. that was Christmas Day, but... Christmas Eve was all like fish and there, stuff I, I don't, like this. I, in, in my family growing up, I don't recollect it being like a big deal, but that could be because I ruined it. <laughs> I did. I ruined it. Let me tell everyone out there, you cannot keep a secret or hide a <laughs> gift in this house <laughs> without Sniffy Snifferson here <laughs> finding it. <laughs> Yes, it started at an early age, <laughs> continues well into adulthood. 
I, I did. I, uh. I ruined it. I was probably, I don't know, I would say maybe 10. I know that's maybe a little bit older. I don't know when people actually kind of come to the conclusion that, you know, the fat man doesn't exist. But um, <laughs> I have a younger brother who is five years younger than me, and I pretty much botched the whole thing for him. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, because I had sorted out that it didn't make sense. <laughs> there's <laughs> There's got to be some shit in the house. And I found it, and boy, did I get in trouble. I was, yeah, I was in trouble. Yeah. So I don't really recollect too many, like... <laughs> <laughs> Santa Clausy, Santa Clausy traditions in my house. Um, sorry, brother. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Yeah. Oh well, I gotta tell somebody. I figured it out. I gotta tell somebody. Who am I gonna tell? What? He's not real. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? I know. My parents were. Well, my mother was pissed. Oh boy. So yeah. We didn't do that, but I have noticed that it seems to be a big thing, particularly in the West, that you open gifts on Christmas Eve, and a lot of times people do the pajamas and a book type of thing. Right. And I tried to find a concrete answer as to where the, the pajama tradition may have come from, and I didn't find one. Hmm. And it would be interesting if it was an uh, adoption of a tradition of new clothes on Christmas Eve, and just over time became specifically pajamas. Hmm. Either way, if you're lazy and a bit of a shit, and you don't get new clothes on Christmas Eve, you're going to die at the, uh, <laughs> at the paws of a giant menacing, fashion-savvy, people-eating cat. Cruel cat. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I saw this one picture of somebody had drawn of the cat looking in the window. I thought, my God, that's awful. <laughs> like, Spooky, what if, man. What, yeah, what if you don't... What if you just got, like, tattered rags on or something? He's like, yeah. oh, this is a shit kid. Eat him. Yeah, no. And he eat his dinner, whatever that may be, because it sure as shit was not a turkey dinner like we're used mm -hmm. to. It was probably some sort of weird porridge. You can imagine these kids, and think about cats. Mm -hmm. Where do they like to hide and jump? In the mm -hmm. windowsills. Oh, yeah, so for sure. The normal cat farm <laughs> cats all over the place, jumping in the windows, trying to get in, mm -hmm. you know, in the winter. Well, there's a poem that, that oh, fuck, it was it's written, I think. freaking them out. Yeah, there was a poem that was written in, I think, the 70s, and it says that the cat, the cat doesn't like to eat mice. He likes to eat men. Yeah. So, there you go. Yule cat. Get new clothes for Christmas. And here's the weird thing, too. I even hate clothes for Christmas. Yeah. I hate it. Sometimes I don't mind. I don't like it. Some things I don't mind. I don't like it. No. Maybe, I, I maybe know you don't. You don't my whole life growing up, people were just giving me socks to stop me from getting eaten by the giant cat, <laughs> and I had no appreciation for it. And and then as an Could adult. Been sitting out the door like this, watching you. <laughs> Did you get any socks? <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to freaking devour me, yeah. yeah. But yeah. So anyway, Yule Cat. Yeah. If you don't get new clothes or you don't give new clothes, you're gonna get eaten. You're gonna get eaten by so a Yule Cat. Nothing says motivation like you are gonna die. <laughs> do your yeah. work. Yeah, do your work. Yeah. <laughs> Especially children. Anyway, yeah. it's weird, but yeah, Yule Cat. There you have it. That's the simplest <laughs> one. Now we're gonna get into the more complicated ones. Yeah. So let's talk about Frau Perchta. An Austrian Bavaria tale. Yeah. Okay. It's actually pretty cool. This mm -hmm. is really awesome, this this one here. Now, this one, for the children, would be most definitely terrifying. <laughs> the story these days goes something like this. Frau Perchta roams the countryside during midwinter. I wonder if she runs into the Yule Cat ever while they're out there looking for kids to eat. 
Um, mm. She enters homes during the 12 days and the, uh, the 12 <coughs> days that me. fall between Christmas and the Epiphany. Like, especially, she'll enter your house on the 12th night. Once she's entered the home, she would know whether the children of the house had behaved well and worked hard all year long. If Frau Perchta found that they had indeed been good and worked hard all year, they could find a silver coin left for them in a shoe or a pail as a reward. Again, with the shoes, right? Yeah, yeah. But if they didn't, Frau Perchta would slit their bellies open, remove their stomach and guts, and once your innards had been removed, she would fill the void in your insides with straw and pebbles. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking scary. That's you know terrifying. What I mean? It's just <laughs> fucking terrifying. Gut you and fucking yeah. fill you with rocks and straw. Yeah. Right? Can you imagine, <clears throat> as a child, hearing that if you've been shit all year, you're probably going to get murdered at Christmas? Yeah. Getting taunted by your brothers oh and God. sisters. Yeah. Let's think about it. Compare the two, right? <clears throat> been naughty nowadays, you're going to get a lump of coal. A lump of coal. Been naughty <clears throat> back in the day, an old me. woman is coming to the house to slit you open and take gotcha. out your inside, insides and stuff you with straw and rocks. Oh, man. Leave it to the Euros. Uh, hardcore. <laughs> hardcore. Eh? Euros ain't playing around. You yeah. you better fucking shape up or yeah. that lady's coming to cut you open and I'm not going to stop her. Yeah. I bet you Especially any money. With the, yeah, the parents, man. Yeah. They're not like today. I'm going to let her. Yeah. I'm going to let her take you. I don't care. You had a Euro mom. You know she'd say that. Oh, yeah. She did. Yeah. yeah she did. She's going to come and cut you and I'm going to let her. I'm going to leave her. And you, she can take you where the hell she wants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Obviously, lump of coal, get murdered by an old lady at Christmas. Which one's a better motivator for being no, a well-behaved child? Jesus. Right? Yeah. Anyway, don't worry. There's more. So there are also... <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's also an entourage of beings that accompany Perchta called Perchten. Hmm. And these lovely beings took on two forms in the 16th century. The... Who I should have practiced. I didn't practice these next two words because I just remembered now that they're here. So let's give it a go. <laughs> the uh, I'm going to say Schönperchten or beautiful Perchten and the Schiachtperchten or ugly Perchten. The Perchten come during the twelve nights as well, with the beautiful Perchten bringing luck and wealth to people, and the ugly Perchten, who look like pretty much siblings of Krampus, yeah. uh, having fangs and tusks and horns and the like, come to drive evil spirits and ghosts out of the home. Where does this story originate? Well, in Germanic pagan tradition, Perchta is also known as Birchta, with a B. And Birchta is a goddess who protected women and children in the upper German and Austrian regions of the Alps. That's where that belief comes from. Birchta, with a B, is said to mean the bright one or shining one from old high German language. Mm. There are many German folklore female figures that all seem to be related. This includes Frau Hola, I, I assume it's Frau Hola, H-O-L-L-E, also known as Holda, Perchta, Birchta, Berta, and Bertha. So you can see that the names are very similar across yeah. a wide variety. Yeah. It is believed that Perchta is the southern cousin or equivalent of Holda, as they are both believed to be the guardians of beasts and appear during the 12 days of Christmas, as well as oversee the spinning of yarn. So we're back to the importance of working the wool. I find an interesting 12th day of Christmas. 
that song, eh? 12 mm-hmm. Days of Christmas. It's an mm-hmm. old, old song. Mm-hmm. It's always based on that 12, right? Yeah. 12. This is weaved into it. So, Frau Holle, or Hola, Frau Hola, Holda, Birchda, and Perchta in various regions at the time were known as the Lady in White, or the White Lady. Yeah. The White Lady watched over the forests and all the wildlife in it. The White Lady was also believed to be a spirit guide who led the dead to the afterlife. And she cared for children who died in infancy in the afterlife. Sounds angelic. Yeah, so she was like a mother to children's spirits. Yeah. So far, we have a shining goddess who protects women and children, and a witchy hag who slits open peeps who've been bad all year. (laughs) So why the duality? Yeah. Well, Perchta is considered a higher being who can appear in those two forms, and this was known because in many old descriptions of Perchta, she is described as having one large foot, a swan foot, or sometimes it was referred to as a swan maiden's foot. Also, sometimes it was called a goose foot. The swan foot, or goose foot, is symbolic of Perchta's higher nature and her ability to shapeshift. Well, they always have those one, like the Baba Yaga has a chicken foot. You know? Well, she doesn't have a chicken foot. No? Baba Yaga lives in a house that is on chicken legs. On chicken legs, It's that's built right. on chicken legs, and it moves around on chicken so legs or just, something. It's just bird's feet. I don't know. They're creepy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. So how does a beautiful goddess become a belly-slitting hag? Yeah, yeah. Well, women especially gave attention to Perchta, or Birchta, because she was a goddess of abundance, protector of children in the home. Mm-hmm. And on January 6th, women would cook a special porridge for her called perched and milch. Basically, it's a fish gruel. I know they said special. I don't feel like that <laughs> would taste special. Fish gruel? Yeah. Mm. I guess at the time, that's special. Yeah. But, ew. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What is a gruel? I don't know exactly, to be honest with you. Well, porridge, but, you know, oatmeal. I don't know exactly what it is, but with a name like gruel, does it sound like it's going to be tasty? Mm. And then you throw some fish in there? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, this is Perchta digs this shit. So um, <clears throat> the, the fish gruel is, sorry, I got a cough. <clears throat> Man, sorry, excuse me. It's the gruel. Yeah, the thought of the gruel <laughs> has got me not salivating. That'll tell you. Um, the fish gruel for Perchta is made for Birchtentag, or basically the Feast of Epiphany. Mm, okay. So you have Birchtentag, right? Yeah. The Feast of Epiphany. Birchta, it starts with. Yeah. Perchta, all same kind of names. So you see the, the, the correlation between all these things. Mm. If, if Perchta liked your fish gruel, then the family would receive blessings mm. for the year. Here's hoping she likes it. I don't know how it could get any worse than being fish gruel. Yeah, that's I don't know. what kind of taste it would have. But I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. I just imagine <clears throat> bits of things in like a thick kind of... Porridge. Yeah. yeah. Oatmeal. Yuck. And some people don't like raisins in their oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> Some fish heads in that. And, uh, see oh, how you feel. Man. Yeah, no kidding, eh? Yeah. 
Okay, so the Catholic Church, <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. The Catholic Church was a supreme power in Bavaria during the 6th century and were insisting that the pagan traditions be renounced. Yeah. Women did not want to give up the goddess as she was the goddess of children. And we must remember that lots of children died young. Yeah, and women did. wanted to honor the goddess that would care for their children in the afterlife, therefore ensuring their children would be cared for by a woman like a mom, Birchda. Yeah. The white lady. Yeah. You know, you want to ensure that if your child dies, that this lady will really look after your kid. going to take care of her. So you're going to honor her. The church preached against the praying to Birchda, saying too many were praying to her and not to the Virgin Mary, and this was a problem for them. Hmm. By the 12th century, they had slid her name, did a little shift from Birchda to Perchda, because the beings we talked about, the Perchtin, are kind of monsters. Perchta is the singular of Perchtin. So now she's not Birchta anymore. She's Perchta, and she's the leader of these frightening creatures. Well, of course she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perchta <clears throat> has now become an ugly witch woman who carries a knife around to, you know, cut people who, who cross her. Yeah. So she's gone from being the lady in white and this goddess, goddess. to this hag who's yeah. slicing people open. Yeah. Thankfully, though, people did not give up their worship of Birchda. So they held on to it. Even though the church was insisting against it, they held on to it. Yeah. But the church kept trying because in 1468, the church officially outlawed the cult of Birchda in the Thesaurus Popernum. And the Thesaurus Popernum was a book containing a collection of acceptable practices, behaviors, cures, recipes, etc., all that kind of good stuff, for the poor. Yeah. Hence, Popernum. Yeah. yeah. They didn't give them any money or food, but they gave no. them a handbook. They gave them rules. Yeah, how yeah. to fucking live. It was created you know? by the church. Yeah, exactly. So, in 1468, they said, nah, you're not allowed to do this anymore. Nah. And all you poor people who do this, here's a book of the things you should be doing. Fucking and joke. can be doing. Yeah. So, this book forbade worshippers from leaving offerings Sorry. to Perchta during the Christmas season. In 1468... It's outright banned, but you have to remember that during these times, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people were being accused of witchcraft, and many of them were being yeah, killed. So, burned. if anybody yeah, was, you know, giving offerings to Birchta, they had to do it in secret, for you know, because it's a it's a pagan tradition. Yeah, you'd be put to death, man. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. By the year 1750, Birchta who's now Perchta, mm -hmm. so Perchta, the beautiful goddess. Now he's an old hag. Mm -hmm. Keeper of the Heimchim, or the ch child spirits, was Perchta, the, basically the eviscerator. Yeah. Now we have it. Frau Perchta coming to your house on the 12th night of Christmas with her Perchtin, the Krampus lookalike followers. She enters your home, and if Frau Perchta thinks you're a liar, she'll scrape out your eyes with glass. <laughs> if Frau Perchta thinks you're ill-behaved, your dwelling is dirty, your, war, your wool work is unfinished, and you've eaten something other than fish gruel on her feast day, she'll slice you open and fill you with straw and stones. And, stones. and then destroy your unfinished work. God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Isn't that nice? Yeah. That sounds nice. Can't have something beautiful and Because <laughs> it didn't fit it. the narrative. Yeah, exactly. It didn't fit the narrative. Yeah. So the church gets involved, and here we go. Let's just just jack this into something that it's definitely yeah, exactly. not. 
Too many people are praying and and worshiping this pagan goddess who Mm. is the bright white lady, the shining one, the bright one. Yeah. You know, lady in white. There was a story I read about Birchda, and it was basically a mother saw her deceased child following a lady in white across a field. All the little children are climbing over a wall following the white lady. And this woman's child, who's deceased, gets to the wall and is having trouble going over it. And the mother comes to help him, like to grab to grab the child. And as she grabs the child, the child's like, it's okay, don't cry. You're going to fill up my jug, because they're all carrying little jugs. You're going to fill up my jug and it's going to overflow and I won't be able to carry it. So don't cry. Mm. Yeah, that's a nice story, actually. Yeah, everything is okay. Everything's okay. Yeah. yeah, the lady in white is looking after me. So the mother actually helped her own child over the wall, and then he disappeared with the lady in white. Mm, that's interesting. You're mm-hmm. going to fill up my jug mm-hmm. with, with your tears, tears so yeah. that I won't be able to cross over. Yeah. It's so relevant, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a cool story. Isn't that horrible? We yeah. should turn that into a belly-slitting hag. Yeah, into a fucking hag that's yeah. going to slice your eyes open with glass Yeah, and everything else. Mm-hmm. What a horrific story, that whole God. lady in white thing. Just yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, and then they, you know, they always wondered why the monks and that were walking around. They're all happy and fat and merry and laughing <laughs> because they're drinking wine and eating food. And they're telling all the poor, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. You'll get yours when you die. Isn't that nice? Isn't that great? Yeah. So just keep working mm-hmm. and doing whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and eat your crust of bread and mm-hmm. porridge and... And you'll get yours in heaven mm-hmm. while they're drinking wine, laughing like lords. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fucking joke. Tell us how you really feel. Oh, it's the truth, though. I know. You know? I know. I wasn't. I wasn't really uh, raised with any religious affiliation. You were, though. Yeah. Catholic, right? Yeah, I was raised Catholic. Not hardcore, but you know. not hardcore. Didn't you have to go to that fancy school, the special school? What special school? I don't know. During the weekends, don't you have to go to special school? Oh, catechism. Yeah, we, we what got the, Sunday, I don't Saturdays. Even know. Yeah, so yeah. you got to learn about these like, things. would be Sunday school for others, you know. Did you have, uh, was there like a, a, a monster character that was associated with St. Nick? Um, growing up? Yeah. No. no. I, know, I know there's a guy also called Black Pete. Yeah, I don't know that one either. I, I And the Polish one book. was a different one, too. He had a... Didn't have reindeer. He had uh, a mule. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting because there's a lot of gifts. A lot of traditions also have goats, and we're going to get into that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So anyway, that's Frau Percha. So we got Yule Cat. You don't get new clothes. Cat eats you. (laughs) Yeah. Then you got mouse. Yeah. Then you got Frau Percha. You've been a shit, and you lie. You get your eyes cut out, and your belly slid open, and then she just puts some rocks in there. Yeah, from a goddess yeah. to a devil. Yes. Yeah. So, now we're going to get into probably the most recognizable one of them all. Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> I just like saying that. It is a fun word. Yeah, Krampus. <laughs> so, now, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with Krampus, especially because fairly recently he's been kind of in Hollywood movies and such. Yeah. People have picked up on this folklore and they've put it in Hollywood movies and that's kind of getting the word out about this Christmas. folklore. Yeah. yeah, this folklore creature. I don't think very many Western 
Westerners until that time had actually known what Krampus was. I didn't. I didn't. No, yeah, me I, did, I didn't know about Krampus until just <clears throat> actually not too long ago. I, I didn't really know about it. Yeah, it wasn't something I heard about as a child, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, within the last decade, I'm going to say. Yeah, I never heard of Krampus. No? No. Hmm. No. What is the history to this story? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. It's thought to originate in the pre-Christian Alpine traditions, like Frau Birchta. Okay? Krampus is a good-looking fellow who comes around during the Christmas season on the night of December 5th to bring good luck and gifts. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kidding. I'm total lie. That is not true at all. Uh, Kramp- <laughs> Krampus, Krampus is basically an anthropomorphic figure. He is a goat man with horns, covered in brown and black hair, has some cloven hooves for feet, and he steals kids and yeah. kills them. Yeah. Now, interestingly about Krampus... Uh, some depictions have him having one foot that is a human foot and one foot that's a hoof. That's weird. Mm-hmm. So, something in that. I don't know, you know. Yeah, well, symbolically, so, Kramp- anyway. Yeah, Krampus also is known for his long, pointy tongue and his long and sharp fangs. But I found it interesting mm-hmm. that they talked about the one hoof and the one foot thing because it's very similar to Frau Perchta's situation. Yeah. If this is the case, then I'm thinking that this is another suggestion that perhaps Krampus is also a higher being capable of dwelling in two worlds. Yeah, yeah. Or comes that, from that same kind of lineage of uh, folklore. That's that's what I thought when mm-hmm. you were talking about the two different types of feet. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you have like one foot and a hoof or something, mm-hmm. it suggests that you know you can be this creature that you are, or you could be human, or you could be an animal and you could be human, or yeah. whatever the case may be. Or he goes between both. You know? Some sources yeah. suggest that Krampus is related to Norse mythology in that he is the son of Hel, H-E-L. So that's the goddess of death. Hmm. Hell is not a place. It was an individual. Yeah, I find it really interesting, too. The goat, devil, Hel, H-E-L, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I will explain all of that. Yeah. Yes. There is very little evidence, though, to suggest that he actually is the son of hell. There's no, I couldn't, if there is any, it's it's sparse. Mm -hmm. Nothing concrete that says, yes, absolutely, that's very far. It's just really a lot of speculation. What we do know is that Krampus and St. Nicholas come around in early December. Yes. St. Nicholas rewarding well-behaved children with gifts, and the naughty kids get a visit from Krampus. Mm-hmm. And it is said that he carries on his back a basket that he puts the naughty children in to take to hell, drown, or eat. I mean, fuck, drown. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awful. I, you know what I mean? I know. Like, shit. I know. Can you imagine? Fucking kids going to be scared. this time you have to worry man. about things coming to get you, to eat you, you know, drown, drown you, you, take you to hell, yeah. cut you open, scratch out your eyes. Holy like, shit. There's a lot of shit to be terrified of as a kid, man. Yeah. I bet you not one damn kid ever stepped out of line. You know what? Yeah, Just because of like, absolute fear. You know, it's really weird. I always wonder why the fucking church has always got this thing about people not having. What do you mean? It's like they don't want you to have abundance. They just want you to have as little as possible. But, you, you know, you can give it all to them, right? Like, it's just weird oh, and fucking dynamic. Compel you to do so through fear. Yeah, like, what? Anyway. Yeah, so if he, if he wasn't carrying you off to hell, 
drowning you or eating you, or perhaps drowning you to eat you, I suppose. I don't know if he eats you alive or if he eats you dead. But he <laughs> he also carries around, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe he has a preference. Fresh is best, no. right? <laughs> I just got a picture. Remember in the movie Legend in the, in the, in the kitchen? Oh, with the guy in the pie? Yeah, yeah. he's cooking them. Yeah, yeah. He's still alive in the pie? Yeah. <laughs> Could be similar like that. Krampus also has what is called um, a bundle of rutin, or a rutin, I guess it's called, which is a bundle of birch rods. Mm. And that's for whipping kids. (laughs) (laughs) Give you a lash or two. Yeah, man. So some depictions of Frau Perchta also show her wearing a basket on her back filled with screaming children. You see that a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. So there seems to be a common thread. In these stories. And perhaps Frau Perchta is the female equivalent of Krampus. I mean, given that her Perchtin, you know, the little entourage of beings Mm -hmm. that hang out with her, look very similar to Krampus with the goatee vibes and such. You know, maybe she's the female version of Krampus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or maybe Krampus just decided I'm tired of working for this lady. I'm going to start my own gig. (laughs) Start my own business. Yeah. Maybe Krampus is an entrepreneur. <laughs> She's really got something going here. I think I could. I want know. a piece of that. Action. Yeah, I think I could do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, we don't know. Nah. Just because he looks like a goat, don't mean he ain't smart. Yeah. <laughs> Goats are pretty smart, man. <laughs> so, so how does Krampus become? <coughs> oh, excuse me. The Saint Nick sidekick during the Christmas season. That's a good question. Yeah. Right. Well. <laughs> I got to wondering what the history might be. Like Frau Perchta, was Krampus something else first before he became what he is now? Mm-hmm. I don't have a de- definitive answer. However, I found some interesting things that may make it make sense. You ready? I'm ready. All right, so here it goes. Way back in the day, another originally Germanic pagan tradition existed, and that was the one of the Yule Goat Seen more often in northern Europe and Scandinavia, the Yule goat has had many variants throughout its history. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, most Yule goats that people might know here in the West anyway are like the little straw ones that you can buy. Yes. Yeah. And hang in your tree or has a, have as an ornament. Yeah. You know, they're for good luck. Yeah. They're for bringing abundance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. While the true origin of the Yule goat is not clear, one theory suggests that the celebration of it is tied to the worship of the Norse god Thor. Mm. Because we know that Thor is said to ride through the sky in a chariot pulled by two goats. Mm. You know, I'm just going to point this out. The Norse mythology... uh, (laughs) Mom rides around on a chariot pulled by cats. Son rides around (laughs) in a chariot pulled by goats. They weren't thinking, like, big, you know? They weren't, like, tigers. Yeah, no, lions. Yeah, lions and dragons. Nope. Goats and cats. I find that funny. (laughs) 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 I don't know why, but, yeah, a couple of white goats. Mom's got some cats. Somebody else has probably got a chariot pulled by hedgehogs. Who knows? (laughs) You know what I mean? Lizards. Yeah, yeah. Not these big mythical beasts. It's just some goats and some cats. You go Norse people. Way to keep it real. (laughs) That may be the case. It may not be the case. But we also have to consider that we have a traditional Slavic holiday called Kaledia. 
and I think it might be Kolieda. Mm. And that is the name for the time period between Christmas and the Epiphany. Okay. Or Yule. Yeah. In this festival, they honor the god of the fertile sun and the harvest, Dasbog. And Dasbog is the giving god and is represented by a white goat. Mm. In the Koliada festivals, a person dressed up as a goat and demanded offerings in the form of presents. <laughs> so now you got a man-goat. Yeah. But he's demanding presents. He's not, he's not the devil. He's no. just a representation of a Yule goat. Yeah. Okay? Another Scandinavian tradition from the 17th century, similar to uh, wassailing, which is like when you go house to house, and sing and stuff. It's an English tradition. Yeah. Also had young men dressed in costumes going from house to house, singing songs, performing pranks and the like. What's interesting is that within the group of Christmas characters during that wassail event, often someone would be dressed as a Yule goat hmm. demanding gifts. And then we get to the 19th <clears throat> century and the Yule goat of Scandinavia has shifted to the role of gift giver. And again, people would dress up as the Yule goat. So we have a lot of incidences where people are dressing up as a goat. So you, you probably got a lot of man goat because it probably wouldn't be women. No. Men would be dressing up as, as a Yule goat. Yeah. So there's a lot of these references of people dressing up as man-sized goats. And sometimes they're demanding offerings for their god. And sometimes they're giving gifts. Mm-hmm. Around the 11th century is when we come across the pairing of St. Nicholas and a man-sized goat. And this was to represent the power St. Nicholas, the patron saint of children, among other things, had over the devil. So he'd be walking around and the, the goat thing would have chains on it. And he'd be like, look at it, St. Nick's got control over the devil. Over the devil, yeah. Now we must remember that the church was not liking the pagan traditions and in fact were renouncing them. Like Frau Perchter in the 12th century, I can only imagine that the same thing was happening with regards to the homage paid to the Yule goat. Consider that all things sacred to pagans was usually seen as also sacred to the devil and therefore feared by Christians. And in many pagan nature spirits are seen as demons. Yeah. Even though that's not true. That's not true. That would make something like a Yule goat a problem, or more specifically, people dressing up as goats. And we know by this time Christians, and therefore Catholics, see goats as representing sin. Yeah, they do. Right? Yeah. Scapegoat? Yeah. Yeah. The goat that was sent to wander with the sins on its back. Yeah. The church would be looking to get rid of this goat worshipping, but like Frau Perchta, they probably couldn't get rid of the old tradition fully, so they transformed it. Right? Mm. The stories now, Krampus, he carries chains to symbolize the binding of the devil by the church. The traditional pagan rutin he would swat the children with becomes an actual whip. And the sack that he probably carried his gifts in, whether giving them or receiving them, is now for carrying off bad children for drowning, eating, and just being taken <laughs> to hell. See how they transform that? Yeah. It's just, it's, yep. just, it's just bullshit. And because they couldn't get rid of him fully, they paired him up with St. Nicholas, a perfect yin-yang for the Yule season. Yeah. I find it interesting that they took away the female, the goddess. Mm-hmm. And they turned him into Saint Nick, Santa Claus, like a god, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. of gifts and and good cheer. Patron yeah. saint of children. Yeah. Yeah. Same. She was she was a protector of children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has everything to do with kids, right? 
They switched it all up. Yeah, it's got to so be. So the stories you hear now, like the Yule Cat, the Yule Cat doesn't have that kind of a history. So I can't be like, oh, you know, it was a pet cat. Now it's yeah. an evil cat. Yeah. That's the only one that doesn't really have that kind of history. Mm. But Frau Perchta used to be a beautiful goddess. Yeah. And that was pagan, and we don't like that. And Krampus was probably just a representation of a Yule goat, which was also good. Yeah. And can't have that because it's pagan. So we gotta we gotta change it up. I mean, even now in Finland, their Christmas figure is called. I'm gonna try this one. I think it's Julepuki, Julepuki, something like that. Julepuki. Okay. Which literally translates into Christmas goat. Yeah. Or Yule goat, even though he looks like Santa Claus because he wears red robes. He, the only thing different, I think, he has some blue near the fur or something like that on his clothing. Right. He travels in a sleigh pulled by reindeer. Doesn't fly though. Just. But he travels in a sleigh. Yeah. yeah. And he lives way in the north of Lapland. That's that's basically their version of what we know as Santa Claus. Yeah, North Pole. And he's still called Yule goat. So what if? That Santa Claus persona, which is still called Yule Goat, and Krampus was actually Yule Goat. They're one and the same. Absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. Not only probable. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about goats and how the church didn't like people's attention to goats, well, you think about what they're thinking about. Goats were life. So they gave them food. Mm-hmm. They had skins that they made clothes out of, or whatever else out of it. Mm-hmm. The milk was made to give cheese. You know what I mean? Like, it went on and on. Yeah, so you could I also, see why they... I also saw a reference, though, that said that sheep were considered the obedient, well-behaved animals. Yeah. And goats were considered the little... Little disobedient. The little shits. Yeah. And, I mean, let's be realistic. When you see, like, a baby goat, they just do their own oh, thing. Oh, God, they're cute. I know, right? Just jumping all over the place. So we saw a video yesterday cute. where two of them were just, like, standing on a pig. Yeah. <laughs> pig pigs eating. They're jumping up on the pig and then jumping, jumping off, off, doing yeah. some, like, goat doing parkour or whatever they were doing. Yeah, yeah they're so cute, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There's also the possibility that the church didn't like the goat representation because of Pan. Pan. Right? Because yeah. Pan... Pan's old too, and they don't like Pan because what's Pan associated with? He's he's like a satyr, right? Yeah. I mean, he's associated with having a good time, music and drinking, and having yeah. a great time yeah. and sex. Yeah. But Pan is a is a goat guy. Yeah. Half man, half goat. Yes, yes, and they didn't like him, and it was probably long before this that they started shifting this whole persona, this goat man persona into being uh, the devil, a representation of the devil, because they were trying to get people to drop the pagan beliefs. And if you believed in a goat guy who basically tempted you with a good time, (laughs) sounds like the devil to me. Well, then you're not going to give everything you have to the church, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. They, then they wouldn't be able to have a good time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of underhanded stuff. There was so these stories the that you see, smaller. when you read these traditional stories and you're like, wow, that's awful. Like, it seems really over-the-top awful. Yeah. And just to make that up on your own so that, you know, kids do some work and make some socks or whatever the fuck, that <laughs> seems like an awful, that seems way over the top. <laughs> it, seem, it, it comes across as a story that has been invented to cast a shadowy vibe on a a different story. 
Yeah. It's basically just a PR move. It is. It's a total PR move. I think it's yeah. very possible that the origin of Krampus was Yule Goat. Yeah. Because they said that people would dress up in these goat costumes and go around and be kind of a pain in the ass. Like, they would be a nuisance. They were rowdy. They'd be like, give me something. Yeah. Give me some gifts. <laughs> you know, not exactly the best representation Sorry. of the Christmas season, yeah. I guess, or to some Christmas people. spirit. Yeah. yeah, to some people, yeah. right? But I really do think that it probably started as people just representing the Yule goat, which was, I think, an awesome, awesome idea. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some depictions of St. Nick just kind of riding on a goat. Yeah. Like a white goat with his gifts and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's just like, like I said, Shanti Mikoi. I don't know if he has a sleigh or not, but it's a mule that, mm-hmm. or a little donkey or something that yeah. that powers that thing. <laughs> you know. I think it's interesting that these these traditional stories that seem so terrifying, like if I was a kid back then, oh my God, I'd be afraid to breathe. Yeah. Now, somebody's going to come and get you. Yeah, And man. get you harsh. Jesus. They all just were kind of created by taking some traditional beliefs that people had, some pagan traditions that the church didn't favor, and then just totally flipped them all over the place to make them horrific. Yeah. And to scare people into letting go of those traditions. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Now, it's unfortunate, but they're making a comeback, and that is awesome. I think people are embracing these things a little bit more, Mm -hmm. because now you have, like, there's, like, a Krampus run where people are dressed up as Krampus, and they run through the streets, and they have, like, some birch rods, and they'll give you a flick while they're running by you. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and then there's, like, a one I think it's called a Perchton Log or something like that, which is the same kind of idea. There's all these, like goat kind of people monsters that are perched in from frau perchta and they yeah. they chase people around and give them a good scare it actually <laughs> seems maybe a little bit more intense than halloween but um <coughs> people are embracing those things they're they're reclaiming them and that's yeah. good I'm, yeah. I'm glad to see that some tradi- some old traditions yeah it's well, awesome it is old traditions mm-hmm. anyway it's interesting stories for the season that's for sure it's definitely not uh you know, twas the night before Christmas. Yeah, or the 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 baby Jesus story and that, which you know, the Christmas star. I'm not knocking them. You know, not well. T- um, see, I saw no, a thing the other day them. that talked about a lot of those types of things, and it was it was about druids were the ones who had the the tradition with regards to mistletoe. Oh, okay. Wiccans had the traditions with regards to hanging wreaths and decking the halls with yeah. holly. Holly. Uh, yeah. The Christmas tree was actually called a Saturnalia tree, and it was erected in honor of the god Saturn. Mm-hmm. There were some other ones I can't quite remember them now because those are the ones that stuck out to me. But yeah, the, all of those traditions that we see as being Christmas yeah. all come from pagan traditions, traditions all over yeah. the world that have been adopted and kind of weaved in. Yeah, yeah woven into, into a different story. And yeah. I think if you think Christmas is just about a guy in red mm-hmm. with, you know, eight flying reindeer and you put up a, a tree in your house, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. And if you don't know about it, read up on it. It's interesting to see where these things come from. Yeah. Yeah. Some pretty crazy stories. Yeah. Like this guy over here. Yeah. He is probably a goat before. That's probably why he has a white beard, like yeah. a billy goat beard. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like Christmas, too. I oh, love yeah. It. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It is. I love I love Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, we are going to sign off. Mm-hmm. 
this is obviously the last show for the rest of the year because we don't come back until the new year. Right. And uh, we offer our sincerest Merry Christmas and uh, Happy Holidays to everyone out there Mm -hmm. who's listening and watching. And we hope you have a great season. I know it's tough. It's a different time right now, but everybody try to make the best of it. Just enjoy your time. Yeah. Yeah. Be peaceful. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the time Mm -hmm. that you have now. Yes. It's going to be a time when you won't have that time. <laughs> That's true. You know, That's true. Everybody's squat, screaming about that, but you know what? Mm-hmm. It's like, enjoy it while you have it. Yeah. If you want to whip your kids into shape, <laughs> adopt some old pagan traditions, let them know that if they're not behaving, it's not a lump of coal. It's serious now. <laughs> serious guy. Listen here, hair. little Billy. It's serious. <laughs> You're not getting a fucking coal. I don't know if you heard about the coal, but the coal is out. Out yeah. with the coal, yeah. in with the... Uh, in with the hag who cuts you open. Cuts you open. Yeah, and she's got, she's got friends who will like drown you and eat you. So yeah, yeah. You think being a little prick all year? She's gonna be good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're gonna get told a lesson. Never mind, Santa's naughty or not a nice list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see, Euros hardcore. They are hardcore. Very hardcore. <laughs> yep. They know. They know how to get their kids in line. Whip you into shape. Fear. <laughs> Literally whip you into shape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess too, because then you say your dad had not. He had given you some lashes with a, a reed before. Oh, my mom or my dad and whatever was around, man, the fucking hose and what. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> it was just whatever they had in their hand at the time. You know, it was like, and you know what. I fucking deserved it. Oh, yeah, well, you probably did. I look at, back at it now. Yeah, it hurt for about a minute. Fuck, I was off doing something else. He's after not that. condoning beating your children. I'm no, just letting you know. No, he, though, he, though, probably even still needs to be beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, man. I got some good ones. Yeah, I, I bet. I did. I but bet. I deserved it. I did. You I, know, I'm, I not, I'm not joking when I say you still sometimes deserve it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to get some birch fucking... <laughs> Give me a lash or two. Yeah. Ah, fuck <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm also not condoning spousal violence. Yeah? Oh I'm not God. condoning spousal violence. Tell me I do something wrong. <laughs> you won't have time to recover between them. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Eh? I said you won't have time to co- recover between them. Oh. Nah, probably would. No, probably not. Not with you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, everyone. Now that uh, you know that I beat him. Yes. <laughs> yes, she does. You wish. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great Christmas, everyone. Yep. Have a good Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you in the new year. Thank Uh, you for joining us this year. We appreciate it, of course. Yeah. Thank you for spending your time with us and sharing in our stories and our interests. And we look forward to seeing you in the new year. Have a great day, noon or night, whatever it may be for you. And we'll see you soon. Eat, drink, and be merry and be good to each other. Yes. Unlike us. Yes. <laughs> Lashing each other after the show is over. 
Exactly. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can reach out to us at triangulumpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Facebook. And like I said, if you would prefer to watch us, we are on YouTube yes. at the Triangulum Podcast. So take care, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Enjoy your holidays. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.